You know, we're, we're just ordinary folks on an extraordinary mission for God. Hey, it's time for our kids up through third grade. You make your way back. We have a, just a great time. I mean, my wife's back there. Be teaching you the, the, the word, fellowshipping together, just loving on Jesus. I'm so glad you're here. We have been praying, literally have been thinking about and praying for this day, really for, for months. We as a church have been gathering together. We've been, um, I mean, just joining our hearts. We've been, been on our knees just praying. We're excited. We're so excited you're here. Welcome to Vision Sunday today. Even as Ryan said, we celebrate what God has, has done in our midst in the past. We celebrate what God has done, and we look expectantly to what, what we believe he wants to do in us and through us in the future. Did you catch some of those key, key phrases in, in the, the video we just saw? Friendship, family, faithfulness to God's word, welcoming Life experience is all I've known. Life change, spiritual growth, loving God, loving people, serving others, joy. This is who we, who we are. This is what we long to even see more of in our, in our body. First Baptist Church of Mont Bellevue is a place to connect to Christ, to community, and to cause. That is our mission statement. It's who we are. It's why we exist. We exist to connect people to Christ, to community, and to cause. Everything that we do is filtering now through this, through this mission statement. We want to connect people. You know, we live in a day, a world where people are growing more and more disconnected. There's divides, political, just everywhere around us, disconnected. Disconnected from one another. We're disconnected from the church and from the claims of Christ. But we believe that God has placed us here. God has uniquely placed us here as a church, right here in the center of of Mont Bellevue at this very moment in time, right now, today, to be a strategic instrument in his hands, to connect people to the life-changing, the life-transforming power of Christ, to connect people to, to a family, a community of faith where, where they can find belonging and find encouragement and care and, and love. And lastly, God has placed us here to connect people to a cause that, that just doesn't impact things of today, but truly where we engage and we connect in a cause, a great cause that impacts future generations for, for all eternity. We're in the eternity business. We're not just a cause that, that, that's, that's here today and gone tomorrow. We are impacting eternity. You know, we all have a story that's unfolding with each passing day. And here at first, here at first, each of our stories is, in a sense, intertwined together, woven into the, to the grand story of, of God's kingdom. We're a part of, in a sense, we're all together a part of God's story and his power is at work in us, touching generations and beyond forever. Ephesians 3, Ephesians 3, 20, 21 says this, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly, far more abundantly than all that we can ask or think, according to the power at work in us, 
to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout one generation? No. Throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. This is our prayer. This is our goal. This is our our heartbeat. This is the promise that we as a church are clinging to. We want God to do far more abundantly beyond all that we could that we can think about, all that we could ask of him. Because we know it's not us. It's his power that's at work in us. It's not our ability. It's not based upon how good I preach, right? It's not based upon how good you are. It's it's based upon his power, his spirit who is alive and well and working gloriously in us and through us. And to use us to impact people, lives of people, to impact our community to the praise of his glorious grace in this generation and in the generations to come. I hold in my hand right here. Miss Gill gave, gave me these. They, these are, uh, back in the day, you remember pictorial directories? That's what these are. And I have, had, I have had a blast just kind of walking through these. These date back 55 years, a whole bunch of different ones. And there's people all in here, and there's stories. Every person has a story. There's pictures of groups and small groups, pastors, teachers. First Baptist, it was organized in November 19, 1929, with 37 charter members. And for almost a century, almost a century, God has used the faithful ministry of of many pastors and staff and members of this church to impact lives both inside these walls, these walls, not just this building, they've, they've had other buildings, but then also going out into our community and touching touching lives there and literally touching the world. And I realize as a pastor that I stand on the shoulder of some some really great pastors who have faithfully served here over the decades and have really sacrificially poured out their lives for the, for the sake of the gospel, for the good of others, and for the, for the glory of God. Men like J.C. McMinn and Jimmy Gray, T.S. Green, W.W. W. Grant. You know, I'm like, maybe I should go with my first second initials or something there's something great about that jw muller you know i don't know (laughs) ronnie skaggs gw strickland bobby smith glenn howard jake porter praise god for these men who have just god has used here in the life of our church and now here i am here i am this little little boy from from lake jackson texas who went to school went to seminary met my wife went off to Arkansas, we've been around the block a little bit, back to Arkansas, served there for 18 years, and then God uprooted us and brought us here, and we have become family. You guys are my family, and I love serving. It is such a privilege to serve as as your pastor here. Our church has been through some ups and downs. It's been through some ups and downs, just like all of us in our lives, our marriages, our friendships, all of us. All of us on all of these things have brought us to this day, this Vision Sunday, where we really, again, give thanks for what God has done, and now we look forward and we mobilize ourselves to what he has planned for us in the future. So today is a day 
We've said this before as a group. We, we actually plant a stake into the ground and get ready to, as the Scripture says, to run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder, the perfecter, the author, and the finisher of our faith. We put a stake in the ground and we say, yeah, we, we enjoy being with one another. And we enjoy what happens in here, but we don't exist just for us. We put a stake in the ground and say, we are here to love our community. We are here to go out and to, to share the love and the hope and the joy found in Christ, to make a difference, to make an impact where this city would weep if, if First Baptist Mont Bellevue didn't exist anymore. They would feel the impact. We want to love well and deeply and serve our community, and we want to point them to Jesus who changes, changes everything. By God's grace and his power at work in us, we are declaring anew that, that today we're here to share and to show the love of Christ to our community so that they can know, that they can truly know the joy and the hope and the peace that is found in Christ alone. We live in a community where we're where people try to find their satisfaction and fulfillment and joy in all kinds of things. And they're fun, but they don't deeply satisfy like Christ does. God has brought us together, not just to sit and to soak, not to sit and to soak, but he's called us to, to go and tell of his great love. And we will give our lives away that others might come to know the love of God and be brought into his family through Christ. So before I share specifically about our, our vision and what we, what we long to be, I want us to think about what, really what motivates us. You've, been kinda, you've probably even picked up some of this. What is it that compels us to, to run this race? What is the fuel that empowers us forward? Well, friends, it's one word, love, love. We are driven by the love of God to love others. 1 John 4, it's a beautiful passage. Listen to this. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that, so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. I'll walk through that word here in a minute. Beloved, if, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, and if we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. Friends, we love because he first loved us. God has demonstrated, he has shown us his great love for us by sending his only son, Jesus, to clothe himself with, with our sin and guilt and shame and to take it to a cross. His love for us is unmerited. It's undeserved. His love has, has changed us and transformed us from orphan into his children, from prisoner to free, from enemy to friend, from sinner to saint. What a love. What a love. His matchless love is, is what motivates us to love God and to love people. 
We love one another and we take the love of God into our community and world because of God's deep love for us. We have, we have seen it. We have experienced. We have been changed. So we, we can't just hold on to this gift. His love for us compels us, pushes us, motivates us to go and to share this love with, with others. So to our vision, this Vision Sunday, what is our vision? Well, let me first tell you what it's not. We're not looking to be a big church. Now, it is awesome to see this crowd here today. I mean, it's just, um, I, I was just almost a little bit overwhelmed earlier. As You know, my first Sunday here was in the middle of COVID. We had 44 people. I mean, we every other row, and we kind of filled in here, and just, all right, God, just do, do a work, and, you know, COVID began to ease up, people came back, and then God has brought more people, and, and, and then here we are today, and we have a, a, I mean, a packed house. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for, for, for being here and entrusting this day uh, to us. Now, we, numbers are, when we count numbers, numbers are important, but we're not here to you know, we're, not, we don't, we're not here for, to count our growth. That's up to God. We'll trust him with that. Our growth is in God's hands. We're more concerned about the, really the, the depth and the strength of growth than the pace of growth. So our vision, what we long to be, well, it can be summed up in, in four, four phrases. Many of you have heard these already before. We want to see people experience life through Christ. Experience life through Christ. We want to see people find freedom in Christ. We want people to discover purpose with Christ. And lastly, we want people to be a, a change agents for Christ. So first, we long to see people experience life through Christ. Listen again to verse 9 of that passage that we just read. It says, In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. That we might live through him. The reason Jesus came into this world was so that we might live through him, that we might experience life through him, through Christ Jesus himself said in, in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I, but I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly, have it to the full. And this, here's where our, really where our mission statement and our vision intersect. By God's grace, we exist, again, to connect people to Christ. Why? Because it is, it's through Christ that we experience life, life, true life. Several weeks back, we, we, I was preaching through the, the story when Jesus goes into Samaria and he meets a Samaritan woman and he talks to her about living water. And he says, hey, I've got water that if you drink this, you'll never thirst again. He was talking about spiritual water. See, Jesus gives spiritual water that when we drink of it, I mean, we never, ever thirst again. It becomes in us a spring of water welling up into eternal life, John 4.14. See, it is through Christ that our, 
that our hunger is satisfied. It is through Christ that our that our thirst is quenched. It is through Christ that those who are hurting are healed. It is through Christ that we find family. It is through Christ that the broken are made whole and those who are weary can find rest and experience life. Life. Friends, the primary place for you to experience Christ is right here on Sunday morning. Right here on Sunday morning. We gather to worship him, to hear him speak to us through, through his word, the Bible. Every Sunday morning, we, what we do, we seek to put on bright display the hope and the, and the beauty of God's good news for sinners like you and me. So what is your next step? You're going to hear me say next step. You, Ryan said it, next step, next step. What is, what is your next step in experiencing life through Christ? Well, for some of you, it might be beginning a new relationship with him, beginning a new relationship with, with Jesus. In fact, that's the first step for all of us. That's our first step. Verse 10 in our passage says that in this is love, that not that we've loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Now here, let me, let me walk through. It's a beautiful word. It's a big word. Don't be intimidated by it. This is, let me just paint this picture of what this word is. See, all of us, all of us are sinners. It's in our nature. We sin because we're sinners. It's not the other way around. I'm not a sinner because I sin. I'm a, I mean, I sin because I'm a sinner. It's in my, it's my DNA. And our sin carries consequences. Every, every failure, every Every action, every wrong action and attitude and thoughts that, that, that are not God-honoring, that's, that's sin. It's part of who I am. And because of that sin, I cannot, we cannot have right relationship with God. It is severed, completely severed. And we can't, it's like being on, on earth and God's on the moon. And I can't get, there's no way I can get there. I can't do it on my own strength. It's the chasm is too deep. It's too wide. And not only that, but the price of our sin is, the Bible says it's, it's spiritual death. And it's, we deserve to go to a real place that the Bible calls hell. But this is where the bad news shifts to good news. Our pastor says God sent his son to pay the price, to pay the price for our sin and to appease or to make right God's just wrath towards sin. See, Jesus went to a cross and died. Three days later, three days later, he rose from the dead, conquering sin and death, conquering our guilt and shame. And now through his death and resurrection, he offers, he offers by grace, by, by his love, Forgiveness, restoration, and relationship with God for all who would, who would turn from sin and trust in Christ as Savior, King, and Lord. That's good news. I'll tell you a story. Ed Morton, his world seemed to be caving in all around him. The weight of the trials and struggles he was facing seemed unbearable. And one day, 
One day he found himself in our parking lot. Parked out in our parking lot, just weeping before the Lord. He came to Sunday morning service the next Sunday and he left wanting more. And soon after he would be sharing Friends, you were here. Many of you were here. He was standing right here, and we shared his testimony, and he followed the Lord in baptism. But that's not where the story ends. There's some incredible fruit that's come out of, out of Ed experiencing life through Christ. His son, his son Gunner, has been, had been watching his dad. Now, about three years ago, Gunner had become an atheist. He, had, he did not believe there was a God, and, and not only that, but he was, he was out trying to convince others that there's no God. But he was watching his dad, and he saw, he saw his dad experience life through Christ. Gunnar recently gave his life to Christ as a result. <laughs> now here's, friends, here's the cool thing. Next week you're going you're gonna to hear Gunnar's testimony from himself, and then Gunnar is going to be is going to be baptized. Praise God. Praise God. Ed and Gunner are right, right there. Brother, just raise your hand. Man, praise God for you. God has done a work. You've experienced life in Him. Man. Friends, friends, if you're here today, friends, if you're listening online and you haven't exchanged your grave clothes for those washed in the sacrificial love of Jesus. Your first step is to respond to him in faith. Just say, Lord, I want you. I want, I want to know you. I want to follow you. I want to trust you. I'll be around after the service. I'll be in the back. I, um, I mean, I'd love to talk to you more about what it means to be a, a follower of Christ you, if you don't want to find me, you can, you can text 9400, First Connect, just text it to, you know, to 94,000, 94,000, I believe it's option number four, more info. I mean, you can just fill out some stuff there, or if you can just take one of the cards, fill it out there and say, just write on the bottom, follow Jesus, drop it in the, the, the uh, white chest in the back, and I promise I'll reach out to you and would love to visit with you more about it. And for others, many of you have already experienced life through Christ, this first step. But yet all of us can build upon that relationship. We can all go deeper and further. So on this Vision Sunday, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for you, for me, for all of us to go deeper into Christ, maybe by becoming more consistent in our, in our prayer or Bible study. I mean, how many of us feel confident that we're spending enough time in prayer in His Word? I mean, anyone, anybody? I mean, we can all go deeper. So why not this, this day, this moment, say, Lord, I want to give you some more of my time. I'm going to get up 15 minutes earlier or 30 minutes earlier. I'm going to spend time in your word just reading, just reading it, praying, giving thanks to you. Let me give you one more next step. Why not invite or bring, bring someone with you to church over the next two months? Easter's coming up. Do you realize that um, we can do advertising, we can do mailers and all that, and maybe 2 3% is, is effective, but if you invite someone, if you personally invite someone to come with you to church, to experience life through Christ, about 86% of the folks will respond positively. I mean, an, a personal invitation is, is powerful. 
Why not with Easter's just around the corner? Just invite them. Hey, come and be a, be a part. Come and uh, come, sit with, come sit with me here at Easter Sunday. Let's trust God. You know, the experiencing life through Christ is, is powerful, and that is our vision. We want people to experience life. We want you, we want our community to experience life through Christ. The second, second part of our vision is that we, we long to see people find freedom in Christ, to find freedom in Christ. You know, life is, is oftentimes filled with challenges and trials and, and heartache and and disappointment. We can easily find ourselves caught up in the, in the web of grief and guilt and shame and anger, addiction. The list can goes, just goes on and on. And the truth is that you and I, we can, as we can be a Christian. We can experience life through Christ and still face the, the kinds of trials that, that bind us in, in chains of, of depression and worry and despair. Isaiah 60, 61, verse 1. It's looking forward. It's almost these are almost the words of, of Jesus written hundreds of years before the birth of Christ. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Speaking of Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. That's what Jesus did. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Jesus Christ came to set us free. And and if the Son sets you free, friend, you are free indeed. John 8, 36. You are free indeed. We find freedom in Christ by I mean, really living in community with, with one another. You know, the Christian life was never meant to be lived alone. There are no Lone Ranger Christians. It's just, it's, it's never meant to be that way. When Paul's writing, you read it through the, throughout the New Testament. He wrote about half the books of the New Testament. When you read, he's writing to these churches. And when he says, you, 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 it's always in the plural. He's like, all right, serve one another. And he's, he's talking about us. He's talking about, hey, love one another, care for one another, encourage one another. He's talking about the body coming together, the people coming together and doing life together, finding freedom, encouraging one another through the trials and the difficulties of this life. The Bible describes us as a, as a household, a family, a flock, a body of believers. It's more than one person. It's a collective group. The local church is a gathering of, of baptized believers who, who care for one another, who encourage one another. We pray for one another. We bear with one another. We forgive one another. And we love one another. This is where, friends, this is where our life groups and our care groups help us find freedom in Christ. This is where these small groups, these little these, these little units of, of, of people, they come together with genuine, humble, and vulnerable and trusting relationships. And, the, and you know, the freedom is fostered in those groups. We gather around the word in these groups and we walk along, alongside each other in the ups and downs of life. For instance, the, the testimonies that you heard there at the beginning of, of our of the service or beginning before I came up. They're all about the, the kinds of friendships and relationships, the walking through trials. I mean, that's, that's where it happens. 
That's where the rubber meets the road. So what is your next step in finding freedom in Christ? Well, maybe today is the day that you say, I will commit to attend a life group. It was great. Immediately, I met some, uh, some, some uh, first-time guests with us today. And they, they came, some of them came early and, and joined us in our, in our life group. And we pray, boy, you found some, some friendships. You were encouraged and built up in him. We have life groups from every age, from babies to children to youth to adults. We, we have a list of our, all of our life groups out, out in the foyer, right out there on the desk on the left as you make, as you make your way out there. You can just come and people would be grabbing you. Hey, come visit. Come with us. I, I have a vision that not only is it on Sunday mornings we have life groups. I'd love to see life groups and care groups every day of the week. Just sprinkle throughout our community, people coming together, encouraging and building one another up life groups. We also have these care groups. We're currently, I mean, right now we have a divorce care group, a grief share group, a financial freedom group. It just started last week. It's not too late. If you want to just like get together with, and, and learn about how to, how to steward your resources for the glory of God, this group is, is for, for you. You can go on to our website, yourfirstbaptist.com, care-groups. Is that right? care-groups and learn. You can even sign up online. They're led by people who have found freedom in these areas of life. Some who've, who've walked through divorce and God has, has, has just ministered to them and held them, held them close and now they're giving their lives and sharing and telling others how to find freedom. Those who've, who've been through grief and now are walking through. Those who've struggled with finances and now have, have found the freedom in, in, in their resources. Get involved. Go deeper with, with one another in, in our small groups. Third part of our vision is that we long to see people discover purpose with Christ. Discover purpose with Christ. Christ. Friends, God has empowered you. He has a purpose for you and for your life. We, we are to be instruments of, of edification, of encouragement and unity in Christ's work as he builds up his church. 1 Peter 2.5, listen to this verse. It says, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. In other words, he, he, he's saying here, you're, you're like stones, but you're not like a, just a, a rock. You're, you're a living stone, and, and they all fit together. That's why you'll see like on our mission statement, there on the, on the wall, there, the big banner there, there's, there's a stone there where we all fit together, some small stones, some big stones, but we all fit together, and we're in God's hands, and he's using us for his purposes and glory. Brick by brick, stone by stone, Jesus is building his church. And the scripture says the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He is building something special. And he uses every one of us. God has uniquely gifted you by his Holy Spirit to serve and to build up the church. He's given you specific abilities and skills and passions and experiences of life and has made you distinctly qualified to serve for the good of others and the glory of his great name. You know, even your personality, 
Even your personality is fashioned in the hand of God to, to be leveraged for, for his purposes. You know, our vision is to be a church where every member, every member is serving and giving his or her life to the great cause of Christ. So what is your next step in discovering purpose with Christ? Well, for some of you, it would be maybe attending our Discover Purpose class. So on the first Sunday of the month, I lead the Connect or Connect 101 class. Just, it's all about, all about our church. You can come and find out who we are, what we are, where we're going. You can, I lead that. You can ask me all kinds of questions. The second Sunday of every month is our Discover Purpose. This is where we help you discover how you are uniquely made and gifted and to, to, to engage you and to connect you with, with ministries and service opportunities so that you can thrive and, and, and find great fulfillment. You know, God, is, God is using us. He wants to use you and all of us in his great purposes. You may not have realized it, but even this morning, many of our, we call them connect teams or serve teams, they've been, they've been serving all morning. I mean, all behind the, the scenes. They've put out our welcome flags. They, they've greeted you as you entered the building. They, they uh, I mean, I came up here Saturday, and there was this army in our kitchen. I mean, I walked in, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're like, get out. No, no, they didn't. They didn't do that. But I mean, it was, I mean, it was like an amp bed. I mean, they, everybody had something. They were, they were making all these things and, um, and they were serving us and there were people in there setting up tables. I mean, that's, that's what we're about. They, 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 just, they were loving it. And even this morning came in, they're all in there like beehive and they're all, they all had their, had their thing so that we can enjoy and, and enjoy being connected to one another. We had, we have people who are helping in the back with sound and lighting and, and streaming we have people up here, you saw them leading us so faithfully in worship. We have people serving our kids and, and even right now in the back, just loving on your kids and mine. So much more. Your next step is to discover your purpose. Friends, we, we have a place for you. We have, we have all kinds of needs, and we want to just fit you in it. And, and if you have a, a unique something, you're like, hey, this is, I'm passionate about this, and man, we'll create it. This is not about my ministry. This is about our ministry and how God, if God is bringing you, you have a place here. We want to get you engaged and, and moving forward for his glory. The fourth part of our vision is that we long for you to be, to be a change agent for Christ, to be a change agent for Christ. I want to bring you back to that passage in Ephesians now to him who's able to, to do far more abundantly than all we, all we ask or think according to the power at work in us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. This passage, this passage is, is really our rallying cry. It's something, friends, it's something that I pray consistently for us as a, as a church on a continual basis. We we want to see God do far more abundantly, far more than we can ask or even, even just come up with in our minds. Why? Again, because we know it's not up to us. It doesn't rely upon us. We can't do it in our own strength. That's why this passage says, by, according to the power 
that's at work in us, according to him who lives in us and the power that is coming and enabling us to do great things for him. He empowers us to be agents of change in the lives of others. And did you notice from this passage who gets the glory, who gets the honor and the praise? To him, it says, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. It's all for him. It's all about him. We as a church, it's not about us. It's about him, about his praise, his fame, his glory. We're change agents for Christ. And we're change agents for Christ in this generation and then in the next generation and in every generation, the scripture says. Every generation forever. I mean, you start trying to wrap your mind around that. God can use me. He can use you as a change agent to, to transform a life that has, that, that ripples into just like Ed and his son. I mean, and then maybe one day grandchildren and their great, grand, it goes on and on from generation to generation. And we get to heaven and we, we look and we see, and God said, look here, look at what I've been able to do according to the power at work with, within, within you. It's been me, all for, for me, but you've been used to, to, to impact lives for generations well beyond after you're dead and gone. It's still leaving an impression, changing eternity. What a God to use us, use you and me for eternal, eternal things. Friends, there is nothing, there's nothing that we do on this earth that, that can compare with that. To be used by God to impact eternity. On July 15, 2014, a horrible accident took the life of a, of a 15-year-old girl named Cameron Skinner, daughter of Terry and David Beck. Friends, nothing, nothing can, can prepare you for such a tragedy. The grief from such a sudden loss is, I mean, is overwhelming. Trying to walk through each day feels like trudging through quicksand that pulls you downward and threatens to envelop you into its cold darkness. That with the help and the love of friends and church family and by the grace and love of Christ, David and Terry walked through the valley of deep grief and they learned the depths of God's faithfulness, his grace in trial. It's been nearly eight years now. The memory of, of Cameron still shines brightly. And, and today, friends, today, David and Terry have become change agents for Christ. They, they now lead our grief share that's going on right now. It's their first one. Leading our grief share class Sunday afternoons, helping others walk through their own grief and loss. I mean, praise God. How he can take a painful experience like that and turn it around and now use Terry. Praise God. David, praise God. Use them now to pour their lives into others and help them through their times 
of deep grief. Friend, he wants to use not just them. He wants to use all of us. And it is his power at work. He can do it. He can use you and me to be change agents for the glory of his name in this generation and in multiple generations to come. For forever and ever, the scripture says, amen. And God's people said, amen. That is our God. And that is what we are pursuing. That is our vision. Friends, I am so excited to be a part of what God is doing here at First Baptist. In just my year and a half of serving as your pastor, I mean, I've witnessed God do some, do some incredible things in the life of our church. There's a deep and, and healthy unity among us. There's a hope-filled expectancy rising from our midst. I mean, if you're here this morning... I mean, I'm sure you can feel it. There's an energy, a joy. There's, there's a, this, this expectancy. People are engaged. People are serving. It's just like the, the missionary, William Carey. He said, expect great things from God. Attempt great things for God. Friends, we at First Baptist, we are expecting great things from God, and we are attempting great things for him, things that are beyond our ability. But it's not about us, Right? It's about him. It's about his power at work in us. Church family, it's a joy. I am excited for the, for the days ahead. Those of you who are maybe looking for a church home, if, if you're looking for a place to belong, if, if you're looking for a place to engage in a great vision, God just might be bringing you to First Baptist where we can together Connect people to Christ. Connect people to community. And connect people to a great cause, a great commission, where we go out into our community, into the ends of the world, and, and we share the love of Christ, making disciples, making followers of Jesus. If you want to know more about, about our church, again, next Sunday, Next Sunday, I'll be leading our Connect 101 class. I would love to have you there. Love to have you there. 30 minutes, uh, we'll have some cookies to tide you over. Child care, just come and, come and be a part. Come learn more about the First Baptist family and make, maybe make our vision a part of your vision. Friends, I hope to have the opportunity to meet you after the service. If you're a guest with us, I've met many of you. Hope you'll stay for, for I mean, free barbecue. I mean, homemade barbecue. We didn't bring this in. These are, these are, these are our guys. Our guys uh, make this, and it is, I mean, it is good. We've got uh, pulled pork. We've got um, sausage on a stick. I mean, it's going to be good. And then we've got all kinds of activities. And we have a cornhole tournament. And um, we've got uh, gift certificates for the winners, I think four of those. Uh, we're doing it in teams. If you don't have a partner, hey, don't worry. Just come on out at, right out there. Dustin, where are you? Brother, where are you? There you are. This guy right here. This guy right here. He will get you set up. He'll, he'll connect you up with someone if you don't have a partner. And uh, we're just going to have a, a great time uh, with, with everyone. Fun for the kids. Our bouncies are probably blowing up right now. Friends, thank you for being here. It's a joy. It's a joy to see your faces. It's a joy to serve as your pastor. We are looking forward. We have a great vision, a big vision, and we're expecting God to do abundantly more 
than we can ask or think for the glory of his great name. Pray with me.